Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. We'll be chatting about May 3rd through 9th, 2019. And it's just us, two of us. Yeah, you were probably waiting for Andrew to say it was him or Lee to not say it was him, which was my favorite part of the last podcast where we gave that hesitation and then Lee was just sitting there looking at us. Lee's still not great at the rules of radio recording. Yeah, as we call it. Because he still thinks we're recording to radio. Even though we're just sitting in the office, I think he imagines there's like a booth behind us with a guy yeah. like wearing a tie and a suit, <laughs> like 1930s style. We should do that. I was thinking like it'd be funny if we had a like candy bar outfit like back in the day with the hat and everything. Oh yeah. Like a soda jerk, I guess. I'm good at being the jerk, but the soda part I haven't gotten down yet. As close as I got to fighting the power was when I worked for Roger's video <laughs> and I hated wearing a name tag. And it's just, it's that little thing of... It gives a jerk customer your name. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. The 99% great customers, you don't care. But yeah. just that jerk now has your name. And so when they're phoning in to try to get <laughs> the, hey, I, I know your name. I should get you to reserve stuff for me. Hey, yeah. I know your name. Can I come in at five minutes after you're closed? Yeah, they, you know? They're like, Josh was a problem tonight. And you're like, it's not Josh. <laughs> so I would put fake names. And I would put them, like, just weird enough so it wouldn't be Chewbacca. But yeah, it would yeah. be, like... Ashley or something like that you know I like it and so that's my only thing about uniforms and that I've been especially at the Mayfair we don't have anything the closest thing we have to uniforms are like wear converse yeah please wear pants (laughs) (laughs) that's the only thing it says I mean we're not gonna you know write you up about it (laughs) yeah yeah but I thought it'd be neat to get bowling shirts where you could still wear whatever t-shirt underneath it yeah so it was like unbuttoned or whatever but just with, like, Mayfair logo on the back, mm-hmm. and you could pick a number, you yeah, know? I would wear that around town, too. Yeah. Like, it's good advertising. Yeah, I it's, think that'd be cool. I like that now you're the power. Like, yeah. you, you used <laughs> to fight I've the power, a, yeah. and now it's you. You're like, oh, we gotta do something about this damn management cracking down. No, it's, it's me, it's me. You're like, no, I don't want to wear the bowling shirt. Yeah. You'll wear the bowling shirt, and you'll like it. Yeah, it's like, it was your idea to wear the bowling shirt. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to do it now. Like... <laughs> I'm, like, fighting the power, and I'm like, no, I'm going to wear a three-piece suit, the man. You have a lot of internal conflict going on, I feel like. I bet you getting a bowling shirt would be easy enough, too, because I know there's at least one real bowling alley in town, maybe more. Yeah, like... Over in Vanier, there's one, I think. Is the one still on in um, in the West? Like, is that still there? On the West End, um, maybe, yeah. There were, like, is it Phil's Diner? Was that the one? There oh, was that yeah. little diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that one, because those are the only two I can think of, because I know one closed recently. Well, there was one in my youth right within a stone's throw of the Mayfair over by the Ooh. bus station. Oh, wow. So now, if you're at the bus station in central Ottawa, yeah. and you look across the street, oh, man. there's just this lot that I believe now has an auto body shop. There's a couple of weird stores. In weird it. stores. And the worst store of all, the thing that I hate about modern society, <laughs> the storage place. Oh, where man. it's like, if you're paying whatever you pay for a storage place, yeah. every once in a while, it makes sense. Like, we're switching businesses over. Yeah, you're we're moving, moving for a yeah. month or two, whatever, you know. But if you're paying a couple hundred bucks a month to store you know, a bunch of old books and a lamp. Maybe just get rid of those. It's a really good lamp, but still. I find it weird when it's like, my in-laws, they have a couple acres in Perth, and they've had a storage unit, or I I think they closed it now a couple years ago, but they had it for 10 years. Yeah. And I was like, you own property. Like, of course, you don't know, you don't plan for 10 years, but like, 
you could have taken a fraction of that money and built a storage unit yeah. on your land. You know, easy to say, like, hindsight 2020 and stuff, but yeah, it is very weird how huge that industry is. And it just keeps going, but yeah, so that bowling alley in central Ottawa is now a storage place. I completely forgot, because I moved here in 2001, and I do remember that, but yeah. I completely forgot about it now. And, uh, and, I, and I remember going when I was a kid, because I went to a, you know, a summer community center, again, mm-hmm. right near there, and we went once or more... And I remember having an allowance of, you know, I was given a handful of quarters and I remember yeah. playing video games there. Oh, man. And it was at least built in the 70s, if not earlier. Yeah. So it had that vibe, you know, that yeah. kind of lost in time vibe. Man, I wonder if any of it is still, you know, like the architecture is similar. Yep. Maybe, because sometimes that happens where they will just build over. They'll just slap some drywall on top <laughs> of it and underneath is that old treasure of an old movie theater yeah. or an old bowling alley or something Man, like that. But I totally forgot. And now the, the place underneath that is like the guest room or something. And it's like, yeah. and I'm like, wait, wait, what is this? And it's just like stuff for your guest room. It's and I'm so like, I, I don't even have a home, let alone a guest <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah, it just seems like it's these, it's these kind of yuppie-ish stores that I'm used to seeing like in other places, but there it just feels weird because it's like, it's a bus station, and now you're, like it's just a weird combination of things. Well, and it's just another business, sadly, much like the cinema, mm-hmm. where there used to be probably six bowling alleys in central Ottawa. Yeah. And now there's two, kind of, you know? Ugh. And we were just talking about that the other day, where I forget why we were reminiscing about it, but somebody... We mentioned some... Oh, you know what it was? It was probably because of Avengers. The reason we're doing this now without Andrew, because I said, screw Andrew, because <laughs> I have to go see Avengers tomorrow. It's true. So don't tell anybody. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass myself by going to see a movie not at the Mayfair, but going to see Avengers tomorrow. The blessing and the curse of everything's reserved now with these multiplexes. And it costs a fortune. <laughs> and again, I'm going for free, so I don't care. But Whoa. Uh, see, I was wondering why yeah. you weren't going on a Tuesday. It's no, like, it's wow, free. real money. It's like, no, no, not real money. I don't spend money at multiplexes. <laughs> That's not how we do things. Whatever you thought of the movie, mm-hmm. one of the best days of my life was sitting in line for Phantom Menace. And that's why we were reminiscing about it. Because I did it at the Somerset Theater, which is now gone. Yeah, which is now a grocery store. A grocery store. <laughs> and it was just this all-day event of getting in line at, like, you know, waking up like you're going to work. Yeah. Getting in line at, I believe, 8 in the morning, if yeah. I remember correctly. That was work, though, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Taking shifts. Everyone was in a good spirit about it because they realized, well, I'm holding this line for four of my friends and mm. whatever. And it was this full day of getting pizza delivered, playing board games on the sidewalk. Oh, man. You know, everybody in their Star Wars shirts. And I think there must be like TV crews popping by. Oh, for too, sure. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now, movies are still as big and, mm. you know, Avengers has just as much of a cultural footprint as Star Wars does. If you, yeah. if you look at kids in a playground wearing backpacks or lunchboxes or action yeah, yeah. figures, it's all there. But now you get your ticket reserved, you show up at 6.55, yeah. watch 80 minutes of commercials, <laughs> and so you, it's not quite the same thing, and it is a bit easier, but it is, there is a stress of trying to buy them online with your friends, Yeah. because especially if you're doing it like two or three different people, trying to be like, okay, can we go this time now? Okay, I'm buying mine now. I'm yeah. using my points. You use your credit card. Go. Oh, and know? especially when it's three hours. Oh, yeah. It's like easier to plan when it's not that, because then you got to be like, okay, can we go to the 6.15, or is 9.30 ending too late for some of you? you know? Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm anticipating. I'm glad I, I am going to a 6 p.m. show. Okay. And funny, again, I'm going on a night when at the Mayfair is Ottawa Film Society. Okay. So it's a night where I couldn't even come to the Mayfair, or an average person couldn't come to the Mayfair. Yeah. So that's my double excuse. It's three hours long, 
And I'm wondering if it's going to have the same amount of commercials. Because here at the Mayfair, we have one or two 30-second NAC-type commercials. Mm -hmm. And then usually three trailers. Recently, we had four because we had a bunch of trailers that were super short. Yeah. So instead of three three-minute trailers, it was like four one-minute trailers. So we said, <laughs> yeah, I might as well put them in there. Yeah. But the last time I went to a movie at the multiplex, it knocked me out. You're counting like a New Year's countdown. And you're like, but backwards, you know, <laughs> one, two, seven, twelve. There's a Coke ad. There's a car ad. There's a Canada ad. There's a whatever ad. So you get through 15 of those, and then there's eight movie trailers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it adds an extra 40 minutes to your day. Oh, God. So I imagine these people who went to, like, a midnight screening of Avengers. Yeah, that's nuts. Getting out at 4.45 in the morning or whatever. That's it's like weird, which is when I go to bed sometimes anyway, but still. What, the biggest slap in the face for me is the Cineplex ad after the trailers. You're like, I'm here already. <laughs> I love it when they screw up stuff like that. And it's funny, I was just, I watched Colbert this morning, which was yesterday night's Colbert. And he was talking about going to Avengers at a multiplex and that they screwed up everything. And not to poke multiplexes with a stick, but the amount of times I'm there. And so his story was he got there and first the lights didn't go off, which it's all robots now. So just yeah. somebody cued it wrong. And he said he went out and asked for help and they didn't know how to fix it. Ultron was terrible that night. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm doing my best. And then he said something was wrong with the soundtrack. And I'm like, I don't even know what this could be, where they were getting audio, but nothing else. So he said the score and the sound effects were really quiet. Okay. So that was screwed up. Yeah. So he said like all these things happened. And the amount of times I've been at a multiplex where I was at one recently where I was like, oh, that's weird. No trailers. Mm -hmm. And then I stayed to the end as I always do. And the trailer started up afterwards. So somebody <laughs> played the movie and then put the coke ads and everything after the movie. Okay, and we're like, suckers, <laughs> I'm not watching that. Yeah. Because like that's not how that's supposed to go. Man. That's what's good about here is even though now we are run by robots, yeah. when something goes wrong, it's easy for one of us to run upstairs and turn up the volume. It's yeah. easy for one of us to pause Alien for five minutes because we got a giant crowd yeah. and our patrons are cool enough to be like, well, five minutes is five minutes. Yeah. And it lets a few more people into the candy bar line, you know? <laughs> the never ending candy bar oh line. Oh my God. Yeah. Every time I go, I'm just like, oh, I hate going to the multiplex, but... yeah. I'll go in. Certain things you got to. Like, I just... Avengers... Like, that's the thing. I don't, I don't go very often, but for something like that, like a three-hour Avengers movie, even apart from the fact that I saw Infinity War in theaters, but, like, that's the kind of... Or Star Wars, you know? Like, I need to see that on a big screen. Like, yeah, and it's one of those things where, off the record, I could just wait till it comes out on Blu-ray yeah. and watch it here. Yeah, yeah, because you're the powers that be. I'm the powers that be you're, now. You're the, <laughs> even still, like, that, there is something to be said about having, like, a nice packed theater. Oh, yeah. Not and talking to themselves throughout the movie. Well, and that's different because I remember in high school here in Ottawa, there was actually, it was Gloucester at the time. It was before Ottawa amalgamated into a giant mm. city. We'd go out to the suburbs of Gloucester <laughs> straight after high school. Like, so we, we would, we wouldn't even go home. It would be like, whatever, 3.30. Yeah. We would hop on a bus, get to the Gloucester 5 mini multiplex at 4.30 or 4 or whatever, mm -hmm. and stay in line for three hours waiting for... The new Star Trek movie, or yeah. Terminator 2, or Batman Returns, or whatever. There was an arcade there at the time, and we would take shifts. And so we would, like, hold the line, go play video games for a bit, come back. But that's all kind of gone now, because yeah. now it's... And you see it more and more, where it's very interesting, where I... When I'm coming to a movie here just to watch, yeah. I'll get here early enough to come, sit down. Yeah. And usually there's somebody here I know, so I'm mm -hmm. chatting with one of the other movie nerds in the audience. Yeah. But now I see it more where people are going as close as they can. So when they're going to the multiplex... 
they're hedging their bets that there's going to be a lot of commercials. Right. So they'll be walking in the door at 7.05. Yeah. Because their seat's reserved. They don't got to worry about that. But that's why it's all so much more expensive as well. For sure. I think it was Rory, our old projectionist, said he went to something recently. And it wasn't even fancy. It wasn't like 3D, IMAX, yeah. virtual reality. And it was like 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's why. Because you're paying for that extra service. Whereas you can still come here for seven bucks and just go see a movie. And- yeah, and that's kind of the problem with the Lanza being the closest one for most people is that because they know they are, so they, they're not doing general shows for the most part. They're yeah. like, oh, oh, you want to come to the convenient location? Well, it's only 19 plus or only D-Box or only AX. Yeah. They're all this insane stuff that I don't even know what it is. But I'm like, I just want to see a movie. Like, I don't even... And I know people... <laughs> I can't even think the last time I watched a 3D movie, but... The last couple times I watched a 3D movie, multiplex style, was when I had to. Like, there was no other choice. I have a couple friends who genuinely get seasick. Yeah. 3D sick. So we try to avoid them. And I read somewhere recently where the tide is turning, where for a while it was you were forced to. You were like, that was all there is. Yeah, because they're trying to gouge the extra couple bucks here and there. Yeah. And it's interesting that that the tide has turned right on the heels of... Avatar coming back again because that was its only shtick was hey we're in 3D and it's been how long now like 8 years or so long I couldn't even remember you know you look at Harry Potter you look at Avengers you look at Twilight and Mm -hmm. you can see the footprint left behind but is there I do not know anybody even acquaintances even people on the the Mayfair boards anywhere yeah and not anything against it, but who are big Avatar fans, who are wearing the shirt. Do they have action figures? Are there shirts? I don't know. Are there shirts? I don't know. They have the flags, you know? But this movie made a billion dollars, but there's yeah. kids dressing up like Rocket Raccoon and Groot. There's kids dressing up like Harry Potter. There's kids dressing up like Rafe from Star Wars. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody being like, I want to dress as a blue cat person. Really, really thought you were going to say Ray from Ghostbusters? That too? Maybe. Maybe it's just because I'm biased because it's you. Yeah. Like, but no, not this time. But yeah, I wonder if they'll do 2D options for that or... It's a shame because like you really, you know, from their end you're like, okay, if you're forced to come to 3D, we'll make a couple extra bucks. But it's really coming back on them because you're like, I'm just not going to go. Oh yeah. So you've just lost out on whatever you wanted. Well, in home 3D tanked, right? Yeah. There's really a few hard. clingers, but it just didn't, like they're not even producing them anymore. I've got a couple discs, and it was solely because that was the only available. Yeah. Like, a couple Christmases ago, I got... Like, Jurassic Park, maybe? I think, think like, Santa got me Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. But it was, like, Blu-ray, DVD, digital, (laughs) 3D, you know, Laserdisc. They just throw everything (laughs) in the package. Every possible thing. And I was like, I'll probably never use this 3D disc, but it's there. But it was, like, it was, I'm sure it was, like... 40 bucks for or without like it's just that's oh, yeah. the thing so yeah and just how they did with the blu-rays when they first came out like the dvds you know like here's a free dvd that you'll never use or a free blu-ray you'll never use whichever one you know i did that a couple of times where my mom only had this is years ago now but my mom had dvd and she wasn't movie nerd enough to upgrade right away so i was like oh i know you like paul with simon Pegg and nick frost <laughs> do you want the dvd because yeah. i have the blu-ray so you can have... yeah so a couple of them like that i think i like handed down dvds to people because i'm like i don't need this do you no. want it shove it in a cd case give it to them and go there you go like, and it's great for like something for i don't really do this but it's something like ebay for like selling it for you know three bucks five bucks or whatever oh yeah that brings in your cost for your blu-ray that you wanted and one is like oh hey i get this brand new movie and i don't have to drop 25 dollars splits I, it up yeah it's random Okay, so speaking of James Cameron, so last week, not James Cameron, last week we did really well with Alien, and we always tease, or, you know, whenever a 
a B movie or a cult movie or a cool old movie tanks after getting giant buzz online. Yeah. It's always like, we're not showing cool movies ever again. It's all old lady movies <laughs> we'll, from now we'll on. Teach you. Yeah. But this one, people actually came, which is great. So we kind of joked because people were asking. We said, well, if Alien does really well, we'll do Aliens. In a very quick turnaround, I emailed that to Lee, our programmer, and said, can we do Aliens now? Because we kind of promised the nerds that we would do this. <laughs> and he said, sure. And he was like, how about next Friday? I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought we might want a bit more of a turnaround for advertising. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah. we might lose the chance to show any of these movies any second now. That's what I was wondering. So it's a short turnaround, a bit less advertising, but Aliens will be on Friday, May 3rd. The same spiel we did for Alien. Yeah. This could be the last chance you have to see Aliens. It's true. And if you really come out and support this, maybe we'll get Alien 3. Alien 3. This is like if, you always wanted. If we get 300 people for Aliens. Oh, man. <laughs> I am the only person. No, I'm not the only person. I liked all the Aliens. I'm yeah. brainwashed by Aliens. So yeah. the only Aliens I didn't like were the Aliens versus Predators. <laughs> but Stop saying the word aliens. Aliens. <laughs> so do come out. I'm going to post this on Wednesday. So if you listen right away, you'll have time to come out to catch one of my favorite movies on the big screen. Oh, man. With aliens. It's so good. I'm, I'm actually going to come to see this one. So Andrew gets to be the one driven ragged in the candy yeah. bar. <laughs> that was an experience. Like 70 minute candy bar line. Not including like throughout yeah. the movie, people kept coming in for snacks. Like I've never seen. It was and that's what we always crazy. tell people is Mayfair fans seem to have the habit of showing up at 9.10 for a 9.15 show. Yeah. Because sometimes, like any business, sometimes we're slow, sometimes we're busy. And they have it in their brain that they're like, oh, I could show up at 9.10 and grab a popcorn or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then when they do, and they see that there's 100 people in line, because of the 200 people who showed up, 175 showed up between, you know, 6.40, or what we showed at 9. So between like 8.45 and 9, yeah. we could have 20 people serving popcorn, and oh, it would man. cause a clog in the candy bar line. Like, we couldn't, we can't keep up. Yeah. So, you know, feel free to show up at 8.45 for our 9.15 show of Aliens. Yeah. You know, come early and get a popcorn and chat and hang out. (laughs) It was, well, and it's funny too because some people even be like, oh, you know, I've seen this movie before. I'll wait 10, 15 minutes into the movie. But even if you do that, like the line was there for the first over 30 minutes of the movie. And which is kind of what happened with Lebowski that one time too, where it just kind of never stopped. And, and again, Die Hard as well. Like, it's just thankful to our fans, there was no complaints. Not one. Nobody emailed a complaint saying, "How dare you start the movie five minutes late? How dare you have a popcorn line?" <laughs> I Everyone didn't even know cool. it started late because I was too ragged and there. And but. our internet was down that night, so usually I can do that from oh. the box office. So I had to. And I swear the clock was ticking, and I'm selling tickets, and I'm looking at the clock, and it's like eight fifty four, eight fifty six, and then. At like 8.58, I ran upstairs, yeah. and the clock was at a minute to go, Yeah, switched it over to manual, ran back down, Man. let it, you know, five, six, seven minutes, then ran back up. Yeah, it was crazy. It was and it was packed. only the two of us, too, so it's yeah. not like we could do anything else, like, and, and you the, had to deal with that, yeah, every single time, oh, we're cash only, for yeah. that. yes, we're not always cash only, but... And often on a night like that, somebody will be there yeah. to hop on the candy bar or to help. There really was no Nobody one. was there. It was nuts. But yeah, so Aliens, which could be locked away in the Disney vault any second now, so come and check it out. 
Then we have two Audible premieres coming up the week of May 3rd. One is Her Smell with Elizabeth Moss from the Mad Men TV show. She was at the Raptors game the other night. Not to wow. bring it to the Raptors, but I was like, of all, because there'll be like celebrities in the crowd. Elizabeth Moss. And I was like, what? The star of Her Smell is in the Raptors Screening soon at the Mayfair Theater it in was, Ottawa. It was, so, it was like worlds colliding. <laughs> Were they in Toronto or in yeah. the other city? Yes, yeah, so I don't know if they're like, competitor sports. Team. Yeah, she must be doing like probably uh, doing a movie. Or it something. must be like I said, it's like what a random thing to have happen. So her smell is a fake biopic. It seems like it could be a true story, but it's a right. it's a Courtney Love esque tale of a rock and roll rags to riches to rags story. Yeah, and it lo- and it's uh, like it, uh, what's the guy's name? David Perry or the the director? The director? Alex Ross Perry. Alex Ross. Okay, I got the Perry. Yeah, I don't know who David Perry is, but anyway. But yeah, no, I've seen his, 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 his like, pretty, he's kind of, like, he reminds me, like, his stuff's not like Wes Anderson, but he has that kind of cult to him, where, like, his movies like are very... darker, for sure. For sure, yeah. And, 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 like, he's one of those guys where people just sort of rally around his stuff, and yeah. it's not, like, big budget, crazy, whatever, but uh, it, it has, he's done some really interesting work. Then our other premiere is Hagazusa. Hagazusa. A Heathen's Curse, which has been getting a lot of favorable comparisons to The Witch. Is it Irish? It's German. German? Oh. Germans know how to do scary witch stories. <laughs> yeah, it was the, I noticed it said the Dublin Film Festival or whatever. I was like, is it from Dublin or is it not? Is it, so it's it's in German with subtitles, I imagine? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Just to make sure. All right. And yeah, it, it looks very witch-esque in terms of <laughs> time frame and costume design yeah. and everything. But that's one of those films where I believe we had that, but I only saw it recently. Because I, I hardly watch movies at home. Yeah. Because I just have so much TV to watch at home, and I watch so many movies here. So when I miss a movie here, sometimes I just feel like, bye, movie. I'm yeah. never going to see you Gone now. forever. But, man, which... I understand people who don't like this kind of horror. Yeah. Because it's a slow burn. Extreme. And it's, there's no kind of... You know, even something really dark that you forget is really dark, like Nightmare on Elm Street... Right has humor in it but i really like the witch so i think i'm really gonna like this one too it's that slow burn almost could be like a true story-esque thing yeah and then i'm sure this one i don't know we'll have that kind of what yeah. will it have that payoff like some other horror movies like this have had or it'll have a crazy last 20 minutes that's my yeah. prediction i know very little about it but just yeah the, there's witch comparisons i haven't actually seen a bad review for it yet just you know i've definitely seen a few yeah like yeah you know it's slow burn but a lot of that stuff is like about setting the tone and the, and the period itself you know i get it i'm coming on sunday night it, it looks intriguing and then a couple of new films one is called rafiki and that is a an American film, and it, it's a, a lesbian love story. There had some comparisons to early Spike Lee stuff. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is intriguing. I wouldn't have made the comparison, but... Uh, I want to see it. it yeah, good. totally. Then Hotel Mumbai, which I just saw somebody plug in on a talk show. It's a, a true story of a 2008 terrorist attack oh, at man. the Taj Hotel in Mumbai. God, who's in it? Oh, God, this is horrible. The Lone Ranger. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I know he's done things that call, actually call are by successful. Your name. And he has a weird name. Uh, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. So Army which, Hammer's which in it, yeah. Always sounds like a giant weapon to me. They're like, yeah. bring out the Army Hammer. Poor guy. I'll always remember Lone Ranger. <laughs> he's doing his best. Then we have a couple of special presentations. One is a rental. It's a movie night, a fundraiser. Tickets are $10. Maybe you've heard of it. A presentation of Beetlejuice. Oh, so exciting. And we just screened this a little while ago for another fundraiser. It's one, there's a handful of films that, you know, whether it's like Halloween season or a mm-hmm. kid friendly movie, 
So often when we're playing E.T. or when we're playing Beetlejuice, I love it when we do this because kind of we're off the hook Mm because we have rented the cinema and we wish them well, but it's kind of off of our shoulders and we get help with publicity and stuff like that. So if you missed Beetlejuice when we screened it a little while ago, Come see it now. And it's, I, I had almost thought that uh, the Embarrassing Humans were, were talking about maybe doing that one. I think they were for Halloween coming up. Yeah, and then so. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, cool, Embarrassing Humans. And I was like, wait a minute, that's yeah. not this. And I was like, whoa, man, Lorenzo's going to be like, damn it, damn it. Still, though, lots of great stuff out there, I'm sure. It's a classic film, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton at their 80s peaks. Right before they did Batman. Yeah, Winona Ryder too, Flying High. Catherine O'Hara, just everybody. And just every, the production design is beautiful. Danny Elfman, it's, it's doing an amazing score. Hilarious. And like, I wouldn't necessarily call it kid-friendly either. And it's like, we always talk about, you know, where it's like, it kind of is by today's standards, but also there's swears in there. There's it's only scary really stuff. PG. So, really? Yeah. So Man. it's because like, it's, there's monsters in it and ghosts, but there's no gore not really no i don't think and no. even the monster in it there's no like it's definitely <laughs> i guess it's pg because there's a couple swear words and whatever yeah but, so yeah beetlejuice is coming up this week another movie we squeezed in at the last minute sadly it happened just as lee was programming he texted me and he said john singleton's not doing well i i'm reading that he's in a coma and yeah. he might pass away soon then as horrible fate would have it he passed away right in time for us to squeeze in a screening of boys in the hood it's so good and terrible at the same yeah. time like <laughs> and he was only in his early 50s yeah, I think he was 51 ah it's horrible yeah like just insane and not that it makes it any better or worse but it's not like he was fighting something for a long time no. or nothing it seems like seems like the same thing happened with luke perry like someone in the early 50s and kind of walking down the street and has a stroke so yeah and i was kind of seeing uh, apparently he was a frequent flyer and a lot of stuff like that is like they, they you know you should take an aspirin before you you fly oh, no. really? you should get up every hour and just kind of walk and just kind of move around because apparently that that's kind of the rumor is that it might have it come from that because from, from flying and then the blood clot kind of worked its way up to the brain oh my god because that could have been the same thing with luke perry if he's like flying back and forth between LA and Vancouver for yeah, work all the time definitely. and probably hitting a bunch of comic conventions every year to go do autographs yeah and and I've never thought about it before but I was God. I was reading an article about it today where they were like this is what you should do before a flight Like, and I don't fly very often but still I was like wow I just kind of sit and wait for it to be over I never do those things on a God, flight every stand up comedian <laughs> and flight attendant yeah. and pilot must be like oh I should do this now and I imagine that's a lot more you know in your late 40s and onwards I'm sure it's, it's a lot more you know common but yeah so people be wow. careful on flights out there so back to John Singleton yeah sorry about that <laughs> sorry to terrify you and depress you but John Singleton very impressive got two Oscar nominations for Boys in the Hood at like the age of 23 or 24 insane and then on the heels of that he did a movie I really liked called Higher Learning oh yeah really underrated then did the second Fast and Furious movie oh my god did Shaft with Sam Jackson so he kind of did Man. kind of a couple mainstream action things, yeah. and he was doing some television projects recently, so continuing to be successful, continuing to do stuff. That's insane. That's so funny if we were like, all right, in honor of John Singleton, too fast, too furious. That's right, joke. This Friday. Yeah. Yeah, Shaft, Too Fast, Too Furious, oh, Double man. Bill. That's so funny. And then the, the sort of a, a funny thing I read today as well is like he was offered 100k to walk away from Boys in the Hood. Like the studio was like they wanted someone else kind of that they had more control over. Oh, right, yeah. And he was like, no, this nope. is the story that I was born to make and I'm not walking away. And then, yeah. you know, kind of worked out okay for him. It seems like every time studios have an idea, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. Like it's always like, 
hey, Stallone, we'll pay you out to not star in Rocky. It's always stuff like that. And it's always like, you ever look back historically, quote unquote, studio, yeah. and realize every decision you've ever made is incorrect? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Star Wars, let's call it space enjoyment. <laughs> Remember when you got rid of Tim Burton and Michael Keaton off of Batman? Yeah. That, that wasn't good. You know? so, yeah, we could have had a trilogy. So sad. Except for that Batman trilogy we did get. But the point is... <laughs> yeah. Quickly mentioned as well, uh, on the weekend, on Sunday afternoon, have the latest Digi60 Film Festival, Ooh. which is Ottawa-based filmmakers. And they always have a gimmick where it's like, whether it be thematic or sometimes it could be something as simple as a prop. Like okay. other festivals I know, for example, say like you have to have this lunchbox or this car or this bus stop <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Or you have to have this sentence or you have to have this location, like a restaurant okay. or a library. So it's a fun little gimmick. And then they give filmmakers X amount of time and go, you have a week, a month, three months, go do a short film. So that's what this is. And I know that their theme this time was adventure and they had three weeks to create a three minute short film. Hmm. So it's cool. I like that. Yeah. It's, like, I didn't know what you were going to say. I thought it was like, they have a gimmick where you show up to get tickets and they blast yeah. you with a fire hose or something. Yeah. Like that. You're like, well, that's not funny. But that's always a neat idea. A lot of anthologies are built around that as well, where yeah. they'll say, I believe that's what we did one where it was, women filmmakers okay it's all women filmmakers and then they also had kind of connections or a VHS I believe did that okay yeah. where the filmmaker said okay the gimmick is your film is going to be watched by somebody on VHS in the context of the movie so you can kind of play to that a bit you know yeah that kind of reminds me a little bit of ABC's of death where they're like right. the yes, concept yes. is you have A and you can literally make anything you want with A so this is the same where it's like adventure so does that mean somebody and they've only got a short amount of time and yeah. a short amount of screen time yeah. but do you try to do an adventure film or it could be you know whatever the imagination is it could be someone's reading a book that it has adventure in the title it could be somebody having an argument with adventure in the argument somewhere you know they're watching Adventureland yeah something <laughs> I yeah. guess that works I liked it better when you said that there was a phrase that you had to have in everything because like that would really like kind of pigeonhole you a little bit it was like yeah. you have to say that's gotta hurt at some point <laughs> I know they did that once and I can't remember what it was but where but it makes it interesting because somebody could say go to hell yeah but that could be said with laughter in your voice it could be said with furious anger it could be said playing Scrabble yeah. so it makes a neat little thing for the filmmakers to kind of toy around with and come up with I'm sure stuff ranging all kind of different genres Yeah. So and it's all local which is good for us always because every mom and dad yeah. and crew member and friend come out so it's financially good for us because people buy a lot of popcorn yeah absolutely and good for them because they rent the cinema and then sell a bunch of tickets and go from there so that's super fun so yeah so that's a neat little local thing we have this week as well so that is May 3rd through May 9th and I will put this up in time so if people listen right away they can actually take advantage of seeing some stuff that's soon like packed. aliens that's such a packed schedule man. I know and it, and it <laughs> seems crazy but it's like a few one night only things couple nights and then three regular rotation films so and boys in the hood is one night beetlejuice is one night so man those are all so good i want to come to everything everything <laughs> I need all of it. and i want to make a short film for that thing those are so fun yeah and so if anyone's interested in making a short film just contact digi60 because i believe they have their website up year round 
and they have a number of events or fundraisers yeah, or things. I it's, should. It's neat. I could make my Nude on the Moon music video into a short film. Yeah, about adventure. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's this one. <laughs> How do I know what the next one's going to be? Like, I, I need to find all this out. That'll be great if it's like, you need to use the phrase Nude on the Moon. I'm like, yeah. Oh, thank God. I am totally good for this. That's for the Eric 60 Film Fest. <laughs> yeah, it's only uh, one person who comes to that, and it's my, uh-huh. my mom. But still. Still worth it. Any support I can get is good. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. We can be found at mayfairtheater.ca. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go visit our friends at House of Target across the street for pierogies before coming to visit us for a movie. And come and see Aliens before Thanos' finger snap gets rid of all yeah, bookings everybody. from the future. <laughs> uh, okay, don't tell anyone I'm going to the multiplex. I know. It's I a shame. It's not me. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. We did it. We pulled it off. We didn't need Andrew for that at all. Take that, Andrew. <laughs> Five minutes away from your nice, safe neighborhood, there's a war going on. And the news isn't covering it. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. Boys in the Hood. It's the kind of news that usually gets buried. Rated R.